Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Flutter Pod, a weekly podcast about all things related to Flutter. My name is Mitch. I'm joined with my friend David. David, what's up? Hello, internet. So the reason we wanted to make this podcast is because we're both Flutter developers and we wanted like a central place for other Flutter devs to sort of gather around in the community and get up to date with, you know, Flutter news and everything revolving around it, including business and just tech in general. So uh, I think with yeah. a lot of Flutter devs, including you and me, we probably go to Reddit, like mm. the subreddit, which is a great place. But I think as of late, it's been kind of, I don't know, the quality of the posts kind of go down a bit. And um, mm. so, yeah, we yeah, wanted like I, a nice set central place. Mm-hmm. I, I go to Flutter Dev um, Reddit every day. It's mostly just like very low quality post. Sometimes you get a quality post, like some like yeah. plugin, some like opinion, but mostly you get like some tutorial videos that are, like talk about the ba- the most basic things, and some right. like, articles. So we felt like we. we wanted to, like, <laughs> I hope that's not. I hope, I hope that's not my <laughs> post. Like my post is a low quality one. I hope that's not the case. But <laughs> go on, go on. No, I mean like there's just some medium articles like everywhere talking about the most basic. Like how do you um create like a button or something like that. Um, but <clears throat> but I we felt like uh we we wanted to just create a show talk about um like news and flutter like things and topics um just interesting things um at least like we would be interested as other developers yeah yeah for sure um and even though this is a podcast about flutter we're also probably gonna branch out into you know all of the things revolving around flutter like i was talking to david about how you know at the end of the year when like new phones come out and iphone comes out and all that we're probably going to talk about talk about that as well um because it you know directly impacts you as a flutter developer so you know anything revolving around tech in general but also um business the business angle um i think i think it's a great thing and you know for this first episode i think for the community just to get to know us a little bit better we're probably going to have to introduce ourselves so david do you want to just give us a quick background about you know who you are and also like how did you choose flutter how did you land on this technology yeah um uh, well, I've been, uh, I guess, like, I could describe myself as a Flutter developer, but I'm more of a college student. I'm a third-year college student. I'm currently uh, interning in Adobe. Um, but in terms of Flutter, I started Flutter, uh, or started started learning Flutter um, around two or three years ago. And um, initially wanted to, to learn Flutter because I wanted to make an app, but um, I wanted to make an app for both um, Android and iOS. I use an iPhone, but I, I do also want to make um, the app like available for Android as well. Uh, I previously, I know Swift, uh, but I don't. I, I I couldn't say I'm like really really good at Swift to you know produce app really quickly. So I thought you know, since I'm gonna like have to learn anyways, why not just pick up a technology that that suits my need better. Um, so yeah, um, that's why that's how I started learning Flutter, and and I since then I've been like fell in love of uh, in Flutter, and I feel like just how, how how easy the entire Flutter stack is is a big selling point for me, um, and yeah. I, I just feel like how um, you know I I just feel like Flutter is like the like the go to technology for me as of like as of right now for me to to make any app. But yeah. What how? What so what was you? your what was your very first language? What was your oh, very I mean, first <laughs> language that you ever learned? Oh, Okay, uh, my first language is 
basic. That's my first basic. language. Yeah, basic. Wow. Okay. Uh, so basic is the language where um, I I don't think you can even make functions in basic. It's it's literally basic. It's it's just you know it's yeah, like that's, that's pretty basic. old school, right? Yeah, that, that that was. But I think what what happened with that was that uh, I was sort of like put in a little programming um, tutorial class, like a programming little class uh, when I was a kid. Just like you know, parents, mm. or Asian parents want want to put put you in like in all <laughs> different things just to have you try out things. And uh, I tried out Basic, and I thought, well, that's pretty cool. And then, and then my second language was C plus plus, but uh, that was like a Damn. big jump, <laughs> right? But but uh, <laughs> I feel like I've only like learned a basic syntax for C, uh, or um, from C plus plus, but um, but my first like language that I used a lot was was um, was C sharp. Hmm. Because right. Wait. So how point. how long? Sorry. How long have you been programming for then? Like, when did you learn your first? Like, how many years ago was that? Yeah, I started when I was nine. That was when my parents put me in. Nine. No, I feel like that's like pretty common. Um, did I, you say I, nine I guess, years old? Uh, well, wow, it's not like yeah. I knew anything. I don't know what I don't know right, like what yeah. OOP was or anything like that. Yeah. But. Yeah. That's that's interesting. You say that at nine years old because like. I, and you say that was common. You know, it's funny when I was, I think it was in like 2007 or 2008 when the iPhone came out, like the first iPhone, mm-hmm. um, my, and I was like a young kid, right? And my dad was kind of gave me a challenge and was like, oh, you should make an iPhone app, you know, cause the iPhone mm-hmm. just came out and I was like, okay, sweet. And at the time, I think it was called, uh, lynda.com. There was some website that you could buy a course off. And so my dad bought me this course and I was I was this like young kid trying to learn, you know, iOS programming, and I didn't know what the hell was going on. And, <laughs> I, and then I, like I feel like <laughs> I remember, yeah, no, I remember like um, I remember learning about the word array when I was a young kid, and like, <laughs> I was trying to make this stuff, and I'm pretty sure I Frankenstein together something, but like after mm-hmm. that experience, I stopped programming for a bit, and and you always hear about news about these young kids, probably people like you that like 14 year old kids that do programming and then they become really rich because they made some app that went really viral. And I always thought to myself, (laughs) like, I always thought to myself because I found it so hard when I was a young kid that Mm -hmm. I'm not one of those people. And so it it took me like another life. (laughs) Right. I mean, well, yeah, right. But still like, I kind of like in my mind, like I wish I could tell my younger kid, like younger self to, to just start coding. I think, I had this, I don't know, subconscious barrier in my head where I thought people that code are like really intelligent and that I'm not one of those people. And so like I started coding, like really, really uh, coding pretty late, I would say. And Mm -hmm. um, I mean, for me, uh, I am going to probably rant for a bit, but I'm a little bit of a different background than, um, than David, who's very like coming from a computer science background. Uh, I think that's why we make a good combination because I actually come from more of like a business finance kind of startup type background and I later on in uni like I've kind of picked up computer science because I was kind of soul searching you know like what do I want to do with my life and <laughs> the the quick the quick backstory about it was I'm good at math where like when I was in high school that was the only subject that 
I really liked and I was really good at math. And so when I was going to uni, I was thinking, okay, well, what do I want to study? Um, I like, I'm good at math and I want to make money. So let's study finance. Like that's the extent of my logic. <laughs> um, and so when I was in uni, I slowly started to not want to do finance as a full-time job. It was like one of those things where I'm happy to know about finance and the knowledge that comes with it for my own sort of personal investing but it wasn't something I wanted to do as a day job for the rest of my life and so mm. at this point I was kind of like I said I was soul searching about what I want to do and being in a business degree there was a lot of startup competitions going around and mm -hmm. I've always wanted to make a business when I was a kid like one day I want to uh, you know make something happen and so I was joining these startup competitions and What's funny about startup competitions, especially at uni and college or whatever, because it's a business, right? You're making a business. Like 95% of the participants are business students and mm. the rest 5% are, you know, computer science or some engineering, biomed or something. And so I was surrounded by too many business people and I was in so many different uh, groups where you have to like, you know, come up with an idea and then you make a business plan and you make a PowerPoint to then present to... Uh, like an investor and I kept seeing this common pattern w pattern which is every group including my group it's like you have this billion dollar idea like in the PowerPoint right in your pitch mm -hmm. you have this brilliant billion dollar idea and then this is how we do it blah 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 and at the end it's always like okay now we just need to hire a software engineer or a you know programmer to build this thing and mm -hmm. I kind of like really made me not happy about it like I didn't want to be one of those business people that you know, just do business and you just outsource everything. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. it didn't seem right to me and I wanted to be one of those people that um, got my hands dirty in the tech. And so, uh, at this point, that's when I really started to actually decide I want to create, you know, I want to, like, code, I want to make an app. And at this time, you know, I, al I was always interested in tech in general and uh, so I was making Android apps with Java, which was mm -hmm. my first language. And, you know, just some basic calculator or something like that. And kind of similar to what you said. I mean, you said you started from Swift, the iOS. We, we come from mm. the opposite uh, mm. spectrum there. But when I was making Android apps, I use an iPhone. I mean, I've, I've also used many Android phones. But, you know, at the time I use an iPhone and my family use iPhone. Everyone uses iPhone. So I want to make an iPhone app. And so I had to make a big decision. Like, okay, mm -hmm. do I want to be an Android developer and just go pure Android and maybe later I could pick up the other language or um, same thing on the other side. Like, do I want to just go pure iOS? Mm -hmm. And it kind of like coming from like that startup mindset, it kind of bummed me out that I had to pick one or the other. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I was kind of like, you know, Googling and seeing what's out there. And I found this whole cross-platform, uh, cross-platform like phenomenon. And I was like mm -hmm. React Native and there's Flutter. And I was like, okay, let me just do some research about, about this stuff. And, and kind of to your point about how easy it is to get started with Flutter, before I had to make a conscious decision about, okay, I'm going to commit to Flutter. I just was like, okay, let me just try it out. And it was just so easy to use, you know? <laughs> and so ever since then, I just didn't stop. Because <laughs> it was just, I don't know, it's just like when I was making Android apps, it didn't seem that easy. Like it didn't seem that seamless, no. you know what I mean? <laughs> for some reason on Flutter, everything just felt so... I don't know, it just made sense to me. And Yeah, yeah, uh, totally. Um, yeah. yeah, I feel like for all like cross platform solutions, um they they all try to be they all try to be right. They all try to be as easy as possible. 
and I uh, this is the feeling kind of hit me of how like how difficult development is for for um, app development is uh, started from like just um, iOS development because it feels like everything is just so overly complicated like you have all the the view constraints like just just like just to make something happen on the screen takes so much effort mm. like if you were to, if you were to like follow a tutorial of how to make a list view on iOS it's incredibly complicated like oh you have Wait, really? to recycle yeah like you have to like cuz um back in the days phones were really slow so um they mm. made it so that all the elements on screen um or at least in the list view uh will, will be recycled or so um so the the cells will you know they go out of the screen and then they will be they'll be recycled again to, to use for for the for you know the items that that's that those are like coming up in the screen um and you have to write like a hundred lines of code just to make a list view it's just incredibly complicated it doesn't it feel right and, and you write you write all the code you put in all the effort and you end up just making one app for one platform and then you have to start mm. over it's, it seems very yeah. wrong so so yeah. I, it was at that point I started looking to um, cross-platform solutions. So I looked into Zarmering. I looked into uh, React Native. Yeah. I looked into uh, Ionic. Mm. That was the web dev way. And then all of them feels slightly off. Like the the, the user experience that you end mm. up producing. If you look at you know the apps that are that, that are made that were made by those technologies, it, it didn't feel really really good you know as good as native um except for flutter like flutter mm. apps feels really nice it feels like 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 wow like you know like it, it is like the animations all the um you know the visuals that um just you're capable of making it yeah gives you this feeling of oh this is the the way that uh you want you want to make apps yeah, but, no, for um, sure. Like, mm. yeah, no, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I I feel like um, just how uh, if if you were to like get into Flutter more, um, many things that are uh, previously like very difficult, um, for like in in the field of native devs become become like very easy, um, just like dragging things like animation, um, like uh like page transitions like just there's so many things that you can customize with flutter that you have to spend days of effort doing in in native or in other technologies right but yeah that's <laughs> that, yeah uh, you, you know like when i was looking at uh you know researching about whether you should do flutter or not and you see a lot of people um kind of trashing on flutter or mm -hmm. because like you know like the thing about uh people that have dedicated years and years on a specific platform, they're naturally going to be biased towards it, you know? Yeah, totally. And what's really interesting is because Flutter is a cross-platform framework, meaning, you know, you do iOS, Android, and nowadays you do like uh, like desktop and Mac and Linux and all that. Mm -hmm. um, because of that, you naturally are going to have to sacrifice some depth in the kind of tech ability that you can achieve. Um, and that's kind of what I notice a lot of people uh, critique about it. But, mm -hmm. you know, I always I always say, like, if you're a, especially if you're like a business owner and you need to make an app, 
I always say like the way to think about it is if you had unlimited money and unlimited time and unlimited you know people managing skills like you, if you have unlimited resources then yeah you should probably go full native and full native mm-hmm. and you'll have a full iOS team full Android team and then you know have a full company to to talk between the two and all that but mm-hmm. especially in nowadays and for like young people and new startups it's becoming like a new uh, it's becoming very common for people to want to create something themselves and I think that's where the strength of Flutter is because you know a lot of the times without committing so much you can use Flutter to test an idea and you hear the word MVP thrown out uh, a lot like minimum viable product right you can just just if you have an idea just test it out and see on Android and iOS and put it out there the time from I the idea con- like conception to actually putting it out in the world is so short compared to if you had to do it like natively or using other other technologies and I think that's the that's the point I think a lot of people might miss when they say oh mm-hmm. in Flutter you can't do this you can't do that yeah but there's some, there's a lot of things that you can do and you can do for all platforms and I think that's what really is magical about it you know mm-hmm. um, I mean naturally the I mean I was talking to you about this before but there are naturally going to be things when a new like iOS software comes out and you want to make one of those widgets on the home screen like not Flutter widgets but you want to make a you know those iOS home screen widgets then yeah, yeah you, you won't be able to make it with Flutter like you're going to have to you know <laughs> do the native stuff um, but that's like a natural consequence of being an overlay and being like a cross-platform uh, but you sacrifice some of that depth to um, to be able to publish it on all platforms and I think that's I don't know from a business point of view I, I love it I think it's just the best thing in the world yeah <laughs> Yeah, there, there's, there are definitely some um, functionalities that you can't really do with Flutter, or Flutter doesn't excel at. You know, like any native mm-hmm. functionalities, like Bluetooth camera, you know, like those kind of things. Um, Flutter is shouldn't be your go-to solution if that is like what your your business solely depends on. Right. Um, but I feel like mostly businesses, like the apps that businesses make, or just the apps that like apps that they are um, just some container for um, they just display <laughs> some information pulling from server display some yeah. like visuals having some use having some like user interactivity and yeah. for those things I, I feel like going native it is kind of overkill like the, the yes. amount of time yeah. you spent just making yeah. you're pretty much rebuilding the wheels like you could have just made a, like you could have just used WordPress to, to run your entire business right Right, exactly. you're just looking for a solution that works a little bit better, but doesn't doesn't kill all your time. And Flutter is like is perfect for a lot of situations. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I I hundred percent agree, and it's really interesting to think about uh, the different perspectives that people have for their own career. You know, a lot of the times I get questions uh, on YouTube, like in the comments about if there are a lot of flutter jobs around and Mm -hmm. compared to other technologies like native and even react native or something like that obviously because flutter is the newest tech on the block you're Mm -hmm. naturally going to have not as many flutter jobs right now but Mm -hmm. the way i always think about it is you either have to be with a lot of other fields as well with any field really you either have to be the best at it you have to be different or you have to be first Mm -hmm. it's like one of those things 
um, has to be true for you to really make a name for yourself. And if, for example, someone looks at an iOS career and they think, okay, there's a lot of jobs in iOS. A lot of jobs in iOS also equally means there's going to be a lot of competition in that in that space. Mm-hmm. And I think Flutter is so new that like some people don't want to take that risk. Like they only want to start Flutter if they know that they can for sure get a job and everyone's using it. And mm-hmm. at that point, you're going to be pretty behind the curve and you're going to start <laughs> learning at that point. And you know, I always think like it's interesting to think about the different perspectives about it. Some people was like purely they just want it for a they want to learn this for a job, or some people want to uh, learn Flutter to actually make something and create a startup. And I think that's what you was one. That's one of the things I liked about what you said, which is, yeah, maybe down the line you ha- you have the Flutter skills to get a Flutter job easily, but you initially didn't have that goal in mind, right? You do, you weren't like, okay, I want to get a job in Flutter, and that's why I'm doing it. It was more of just sort of like a curiosity standpoint and then you just tried it and then you started to make things and it was working out mm. really well yeah yeah um i feel like flutter isn't like some sort of like your uh the the one solution that would just make your life perfect perfect you know like it it certainly has like um has like flaws but it's just like how how you mentioned that um like it, for for a business um you don't want to like you don't want to like overcommit and for 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 yeah. like individual uh, you don't have to like just totally depend on flutter for being your like your future um like skill of like making a living for like this is totally like a hobby or uh, you can treat it as like s- something you learn for fun and mm. you just kind of <clears throat> and like yeah you could mm, just like use it to use flutter to build something and then see if you're happy with it uh but yeah um, yeah no for sure like you know you know sorry i was just gonna mention you know it's crazy like i had I, I know of someone in just my circles that he wanted to he quit his company to uh, make a startup happen and he just began and he i found out he spent he paid like an engineer um like forty thousand dollars or something to to make his website and stuff like that and wow but he just started and he doesn't you know you don't even know if this website's gonna work or not and it's kind of what you said if it's just to see if it's gonna work out the initial steps you don't need to have to commit so much to it you know what i mean yeah, like if, if it's a website oh if, if, it's, if it's a website <laughs> yeah if it's a website situation and you're not gonna have any fancy tech in the in the website then you could even just use wordpress or um you know if you're making <laughs> ios android apps it's like it's, I feel like it's so um, too much of a commitment to, to do that and you're going to get stressed out if you poured so much money in paying other iOS and uh, mm-hmm. web developers to make your thing when there's so that many other great insane. solutions. Well, 40,000. Yeah. That is absolutely insane. <laughs> um, yeah. But go, going back to the, um, the the point you were mentioning about people critiquing Flutter or people criticizing Flutter, um, mm. I'm not sure if you've seen seen this one guy on YouTube. I think his name is like his name is also Mitch. Um, oh yes, you see the Android Flutter. guy. Yeah, the Android guy. Yes. Yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure if you've seen the video of um, he made a video of like Father is for babies. I saw and, the I saw the thumbnail. Yeah, I didn't click into yeah. it. I, yeah. So, Tell so, me about it though. I, I watched that video. Like uh, some some of his points are valid, but most of it kind of reflects how the general hate toward flutter represents mm. 
like most people who hate on Flutter, they haven't really tried Flutter. Like the yes. the coding with Mitch guy, he he hadn't like he hadn't tried Flutter at that point. So his video got a lot of you know like hate comments, <laughs> and mm. um, so he he was like he's actually a very like he's a cool guy and. He he decided to try Flutter, and he didn't just decide to try Flutter. He decided to try Flutter like solely, just only using Flutter for a month, and that he did that. And then he came back and he made a comparison video, and he he was like being very honest and just talked about like all the points, uh, the things he was right and things he was he was wrong about, and it was a really cool comparison video. And if you look, if you were to look look at um, like other father haters videos um <laughs> like uh like if you look at tech lead the tech lead uh, if you look at the oh tech lead yes yeah um dear oh yeah though like you mostly you mostly see those people who really didn't <laughs> like flutter because they're like very rooted in their technology which is totally understandable right like we are flutter fanboys that like we are very rooted yeah, in flutter yeah. but um but i find it very interesting because like i don't i wouldn't say i hate react native or i i hate native development um i would just say like i i really like flutter but you you would find people who really didn't like flutter who really like dislike flutter and i find that very interesting yeah, yeah. it's what i said there's a people people because when when you spend your whole life or many years you know learning a skill then you're going to be mm-hmm. um, biased towards that because you you don't want you don't want to like because if you if you dedicated five or ten years in your career doing a certain tech um, mm-hmm. framework, and then now something good comes out, you naturally don't want to like accept it. You know what I mean? Then you feel like <laughs> you wasted your time almost. So, I mean, I can yeah, I can understand yeah. where they're coming from in that sense. But yeah, like people that hate on Flutter, there's what you said is correct. A lot of them haven't even actually tried it, and mm-hmm. you feel this like bitterness in their in their <laughs> attitude like they're not happy that like flutter is like getting really popular and then like mm-hmm. and then you know recently um i don't know if it was like a few months ago if it was last year on github how the star um it like exceeded the um, oh yeah like flutter <laughs> yeah flutter exceeded the react native um starring thing so you know i'm mm-hmm. pr- pretty sure like they feel kind of attacked in in that sense so i mean mm-hmm. it's all it's all fun fun for me to watch like i always enjoy going to youtube and uh, watching people trash on Flutter um, for entertainment, but also like I genuinely want to know what they're trying to say. You know, like what mm-hmm. is the actual uh, critique? And yeah, I should actually check that out. The coding with Mitch guy—it's a different, different Mitch, not not me. But yeah, I should <laughs> check out that comparison. I should check out that comparison video. Yeah, the comparison video was actually very interesting because he ended up like he ended up liking Flutter after trying out Flutter because he was like an Android guy, right? And if you um if you were a native guy, you know, native dev you feel a um, certain kind of pride because, you know, mm. like, um, if you know, like, native, because people like to, people like to be, um, they, they like to be the person who, um, who does hard things or does difficult things, right? And native dev yeah. is obviously way more difficult. And, yeah. um, and, like, if I were, like, a full native, native dev, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, like, I would love flutter like just just by hearing it i'll be like i'll be full of suspicions i'll be like oh what this thing even perform 
like uh, this will like run in all sorts of issues like what about this android feature what about this ios feature like could flutter do this but um but the best way is to actually try it and um yeah. the the mitch guy he actually tried it and he he was like he was like wow like this thing works like really smooth and then but he was like oh yeah, there's still like this issue and that issue and some mm. of the issues uh were because he was um just trying out like he he uh, hasn't you know been doing a lot of flutter dev so some of the things yeah. he uh, wasn't familiar with um but some of the things are totally valid like flutter isn't the perfect solution but i just find it very interesting how like the the viewpoint or the you know the opinion kind of 180 just by just from him just by trying out flutter i love that that's so good <laughs> i mean you know that's what that's the other thing speaking of which david actually made a reddit post like how many years ago was that the the big reddit oh, yeah. post that you made that was around uh i think that was around probably may or march uh, wait this last year? year last year oh last year yeah 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 like david made this reddit post about um like the the biggest problems with flutter or something like that and mm. he made really valid points uh one of which was it was something to do with the fact that especially when you look at flutter these days when you update flutter to flutter 3 which i did recently and mm. then they have mac os and linux and um it's it's one of those things where when you hear those flutter hate comments a lot of the hate is so directed at flutter web which we know mm. is not i mean you know it's still got a long way to go in terms of mm. you know being stable for flutter web but they focus so much on that and mm -hmm. that's actually the point that you are making which is to slow down on on trying to get on every platform and the platforms that we do have we should make that quality experience better you know what i mean yeah totally. and yeah and so yeah david made this like really big flutter post uh, reddit post that had got a lot of engagement like the whole community was <laughs> was talking about it and i think yeah sorry go on oh sorry i was just, i was just gonna say like I, I remember at that time i was really unhappy about flutter because i was in the <laughs> process of you know <clears throat> making the app for my like sort of my startup <clears throat> and then mm -hmm. there was uh, i'm not sure if like um any any of you guys remember but that was the time when the most heated conversation around flutter was the ios jank issue i'm not sure yeah. if you guys remember but uh pretty much what like the shortened version was that after flutter 1.17 um it uses a switch from OpenGL to metal and then right. the Flutter team really didn't, like, it wasn't, like, totally ready yet. And there was some, like, problem with, like, caching the, the shaders. So, like, the shaders, um, yeah. they, they aren't cached at startup. Um, so you will see this animation jank. Like, it, it's, like, a yeah. very, very, very noticeable stutter um, when, when there's, there's any animation, like, page transition stuff on iOS running, like, um, any device running metal, which is, like, most devices most iOS devices and many people were very unhappy and yeah. that was the time like I was like also very unhappy and then I remember I would like you know talk to people on github issues and I would like um just trying to find workaround around that issue and eventually there there is no real workaround around that issue uh, well, well now that issue is mostly fixed um but back then I was like a real problem that I would like at that time. I wouldn't say I recommend Flutter to people just because of that iOS janky issue, and many people yeah. like 
uh, picked on that, you know, flutter haters, like especially uh, tech lead. <laughs> I remember he tech he lead. made a video <laughs> that actually featured my post. Um, really? Yeah. So uh, I made a post on Reddit saying like, because I was really mad. I was I was like um, this because uh, I I saw this GitHub issue being bumped, you know, the the priority being bumped to P two, or uh, I I think to P three or P two. Uh, that was the issue about Father Jank. And then I, I made the post. I was like, the Father Jank issue finally got a little bit more attention. And then I think some, someone like, I think either, um, shoot, I forgot. It, it was like the Father PM um, or like the, the head of engineering, engineering guy. Uh, he replied to my post saying like the, um, that issue was like their, um, their top priority, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but anyhow, technically featured that post. He was like, he was like, just saying. Uh, he was having a field day, you know. He was just talking about how um, you know, father is totally, uh, just like in in junk fire, totally, totally not going well. Which I would, you know, to to a degree, uh, to a degree, uh, agree at that point, you know. But I just thought that was very, very interesting. When when you say he featured your post, do you mean like he, in a in a YouTube video, like in his yeah, YouTube, in YouTube video? Well, yeah, he was he was he made a YouTube video ranting or trashing on Flutter, right? And he had a yeah. bunch of evidence, and he he used right. one of my posts as you know a, a piece of evidence. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I saw this video, and so I probably didn't know that that post was yours. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna go back and look at all this stuff again. Uh, <laughs> That's that's crazy. Oh, <laughs> technically, yeah, that that is. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's actually what I wanted to say uh, about that, which is you were mentioning how the one of the Flutter engineering people uh, contacted you or saw your post or whatever, and one of the people that we like that is famous, of course, right now is MKBHD, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the things I love about MKBHD and what's really fascinating to me is he obviously just reviews phones and gives his honest feedback about the phones and Mm -hmm. it's gotten to a point where uh, I'm pretty sure people in Apple and Google or you know any other phone company they take that feedback seriously because he genuinely gives really good feedback about how to you know what's good and what's bad about the product and um, Mm -hmm. and so I would you know this obviously we're just starting this podcast but in terms of like long term it would be really cool if you or any you know we like kind of talk about certain issues kind of like you did with a reddit post but um kind of like in a podcast in a video format that we can we talk about weekly and it would be so cool if you give a critique and they actually listen to that <laughs> you know what i mean because really cool. they i mean they're already doing that now when they're like lurking around the the subreddit you know mm-hmm. and that that's i think that's it's so meaningful i feel like for, for us like for the yeah, whole that would community be really if cool. that happens yeah mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially because it's such a young, I mean, it's been out for what five years, six years, like it's, it's, it's like still that, very right? young. It's still yeah. very young. So, you know, you were talking about the iOS jank issue, and you know, every update and stuff, it keeps uh, improving and improving. And so, mm-hmm. it's it's good for us to have a central place. And you know, if anyone's listening as well, and they bring up an issue in the comments, you know, I'm sure we will talk about it and uh, get different people's perspective on on different issues and. Yeah, that would that would be that would be really sick. I love that. Yeah. Well, speaking of issues, um, well, I I have I yeah. feel like I have a lot of like just complaints. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, you got it, you got it all written down. Yeah. Oh my go, What is it? Give, <laughs> give us but, give but us going, one issue. 
but going back to Flutter Web, like a lot yes. of people really didn't like how um, remember Fl- Flutter two point I, I believe that's when like they they made the big, um, like <laughs> stage and like the the big keynote sort of thing, like how, how Apple <laughs> yeah. does it, you know, since COVID happened, and yeah. they they made made this big thing and then they even made like animations and stuff, um, and they they put out oh like they're like oh Flutter Web is like you know stable it's like production ready or i'm not sure if they said production ready but they definitely said stable and it is stable like at least um, according to them but it is not stable it is everything but stable it is definitely not stable and um it like even if you were to make anything that scrolls it it lags and people Mm, say like oh father web isn't for websites right it's for for web apps it's when you have like a father father app and you want to put it on the web and that, that works but the problem though is that m- almost all apps involve some sort of scrolling and yeah. that like that is the thing that Father web really you know is is really lacking on like just how like smoothing smooth smoothly scrolling content a lot of people yeah. say like um the bundle size is a problem I, I do agree, like, the yeah. bundle size is the problem. Like, uh, it, it is pretty big. But um, honestly, I feel like nowadays people have mostly, they have, like, decent internet connections. And mm. bundle size, to me, isn't the biggest problem compared to the scrolling issue. And especially after uh, the reason for the release, uh, they allow you to put a loader, like a loading indicator, or, or you know, you can customize a loading indicator for your website. And they, this makes it so much better. Like it is so much more ex- accept, acceptable. Like, like two megabytes um, on a regular like speed internet, you know, connection. You can you can get that down in like five seconds, no problem. So like five seconds, most people or is five seconds in the acceptable range. I find, but Flutter Web, just this current state of art of Flutter Web, is like is not really working well. Because um, um, yeah. I've been working on a uh, drawing board app um, previously, and then the problem I noticed was that as soon as I try to push it, all right, as soon as I, or you know, I, I, like it, if I ever try to just make um, like a very heavy computational effort uh, going on on the on the drawing board on the rendering side, the app will work perfectly on mobile, but it would like it would struggle mm-hmm. very hard on web and if you, if i when i looked at the 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 chrome like dev tools um the timeline thing i would see like a lot of time is being spent on gc on the on the garbage collector um the the chrome garbage or uh, the v8 engine you know um because the code is definitely not very optimized you know the the the, the javascript code that dart is compiled to or transpiled to and I feel like that is a problem that just takes time. It take it would take a lot a, a lot of time for the Flutter team to really figure out to to slowly optimize. But till then, you know, like yeah. if you want to make a website, that's your that's your main business. Uh, you know, <laughs> that's your main business focus. You do not want to make use Flutter like just at least for now. Yeah, like if you're gonna go like a purely web-based business, then yeah, like uh-huh. I agree. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I had I had some similar issues when I was making apps on 
Android and iOS, like using Flutter. And then when Flutter Web came out at the time, I, I haven't used Flutter Web in a while because of, you know, di different issues and stuff. One of the things I noticed was um, I really like making my apps look good and mm -hmm. like I, I focus a lot on that like design aspect. And then when I, it looks good on the iOS and Android, but then when I put it on the web, just a lot of issues, like rendering issues of different, yeah. like, like the, even the fonts, the, the font doesn't really like, mm. you know what I mean? It's like a different font. And then, um, yeah, you just have different like scrolling issues and some, some things that render properly. Mm. And, you know, yeah, in the future, if I hope they kind of fix up those things. Another problem a lot of people talk about is the SEO aspect, how like you can't oh, yeah. drag the text so it doesn't pick up in the search engine. Mm. Um, I think like some people were talking about there's a workaround with some selectable text widget or something like that. And, mm. um, but I mean, you're right. If there's a lot of this kind of currently feels like some band-aid fixes, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like if yeah. you're, if you're like going to do a business and it's purely web, then yeah, I wouldn't say do flutter web right now. Mm. I, I want to bring up an issue. Uh, like if feel free to look this up. This is uh on on the public GitHub GitHub issue uh, number five eight four nine eight. This is the issue regarding yeah. how uh the text field autofocus flag, you know the, the autofocus property. If you set that to true, it wouldn't bring up the keyboard automatically on web, and that seemed mm. like a big issue to me. I was like, wow, oh, that's huge. Because I ran yeah. into this issue. I was like, wow, it, it wouldn't. It, doesn't work like it, it wouldn't bring up the the virtual keyboard like uh, if you were to go to your your web app and you have like yeah. a keyboard it sets to it, it was set to you know all the focus and the keyboard just wouldn't show up and then right so this is issue was posted on january the, the january or, or sorry june the 2nd 2020 so that was uh, two years ago and it's still mm. there was there there no response there there just no response from the father team don't worry, we'll, we'll blast it on this on this podcast and so that they can hear it. <laughs> I mean, there's so many issues like these. Like like this, mm. like th for this, I feel like, like it's okay. You know what? Like, you know what? Just, I would just not have the keyboard show up. That's okay. I would just take that back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but like, just there's so many issues like this that you, you yeah, just, yeah. they, they kind of add up, you know? It's yeah. really, it gets really frustrating. And just 18 hours ago, somebody commented, can confirm this behavior. Um, this person says keyboard shows up from time to time. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> for me, from it time to show time. Up at all. Yeah. Um, and, and the workaround people gave on this issue is that it's like, a, it's like a conditional check in your code that says if you're on mobile web, just don't autofocus. Just like, just don't. Uh, and, and and I feel like wow that's just a workaround and you know <laughs> yeah it's, it's just kind of sad how <laughs> and just to be just to be clear we're talking about Flutter web people mm -hmm. for, that's for Flutter people. web like yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah, even, even the no no go ahead go ahead I was just gonna say like Flutter uh, mobile has like mm -hmm. way less issues like Flutter mobile yeah. is in a state where it's like pretty stable like you, you could make an app that mo that that you you would you would not encounter a lot of issues. I would say like you would encounter probably less issues than you were to you like you were to do do a native. Like yes. you, you can find like you're gonna have to look up you know Stack Overflow, anyways, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm but I'm talking about like issues, like there are bugs that are, like you know, f 
butter box. If you yeah. were to like do a React Native, uh, like uh, the, the React Native route, you might not even be able to make it through the initial Hello World app. Like the mm. the debugger would constantly crash, and sometimes you get NPM, you know, like dependency com- uh, conflicts. Is it? I feel like the developer experience isn't definitely as good as Flutter in terms of any other, um, you know, development frameworks. Yeah. yeah. No, that's cool. I mean, I'm glad that you have experience in the iOS native side because I don't have any iOS native experience at all. So, like, it's good that you have that sort of insight. Um, you know, just kind of switching gears a bit, um, I wanted to ask you about, uh, just for a few minutes, about the code editor. Because I'm I'm a noob and so I use VS Code and oh, after you gotta after David, a lot after, of people. <laughs> I mean well you know I mean I love it I love VS Code but mm. um and yeah that's the main editor I use and I was talking to David and David told me about Vim and he uses Neo Vim and I was asking him about like you know what it is and and all that and he was telling me like he doesn't use his mouse to code like he doesn't use his mouse at all just full keyboard and after you said that. I notice how many times I use my mouse, like when I'm coding, you know, just to drag things and copy paste mm-hmm. things around. Like, can you just kind of break it down for us? Like the, the whole NeoVim, the code editor that you use? Oh yeah, totally. Uh, I feel like NeoVim is sort of like a lifestyle that we kind of get into. Um, it's like the <laughs> keyboard only thing. Cause um, you don't just That's use so NeoVim. That's so sick. You sort of like use the whole like suite of like terminal related tools um because like uh, uh, so how i started using this was that uh, when i was in high school i had a really 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 bad computer because um you know high school kids they, they would like they you, you drop your backpack back back uh, <laughs> yeah. backpack or sorry <laughs> backpack uh on, yeah, on, yeah. The, on the ground and then people just kick yeah. it around and then like people wouldn't like they, they aren't as you know careful so i i wouldn't want to bring my like laptop to school um, just like leave it to play at places. Um, so what I what I did was I I bought a really really cheap um, laptop on Best Buy. It was a hundred thirty or hundred forty bucks U.S. dollars, um, and it was really bad. Like it was Intel Celeron. It was really bad. So I, I realized that oh, like it, it couldn't even play like seven twenty p videos on YouTube uh, like smoothly. Um, so I realized okay, you know what? I I need a a code editor. Uh, at that point, and back then I used Sublime Text, so I thought, you know, I, I need to have uh, an editor that actually like that that at least it functions. So I looked at looked around, and the option was just Vim. So I thought, okay. Um, mm. And people told me about Vim before, but I was like a, I was like I was I, I did not buy that. I was like, you know, like that that just looks like you you're just like making your life harder. Um, but then when I actually tried Vim. I was like, "Whoa, this is not what it what people told me it was." It was like, it was like it could do anything. It, it like all the functionalities that VS Code could do, Vim could do, or uh, Neo Vim or Vim. They're they're mostly the same. It's like Neo Vim is a fork. Um, hmm. So uh, as soon as you get into Vim, there's like a suite of keyboard shortcuts. So pretty much the idea is that um, every key on the keyboard has a functionality, and you you hit those keys and you, you kind of remember those. It, it, it's not as hard as you, it, it sounds like. It, it, you, mm. you get that. Uh, you, you get used to it really quickly. But um, 
there's so many keys right on the keyboard and you you just keep hitting those keys and to do different editing like motions that that you want to and then uh, after like when you edit stuff you naturally want to do other things like for example like manage your git repository right like manage your files like um switching to different terminals and doing different things maybe run another instance of your app maybe like maybe run a test maybe uh log into a server doing a bunch of things um all of those like things you're doing at the same time could all be done in the terminal and if you do everything in the terminal um you you just find yourself in a very very unified environment like all the things yeah. you do is f- you, you do it with the same tool uh, and What's special about this 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 t- tool or this suite of tools is that the keyboard shortcuts or the the keyboard motions, the user experience is all the same. So y- you get to speed like r- really quickly, or um, you know you don't have to touch your mouse. You just use your keyboard all the time. The only time I I do touch my mouse is when I when I like click on simulator stuff. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I would totally recommend so trying cool. out. <laughs> trying out NeoVim and I, I use lazy git to manage my git repositories um, use ranger um, ranger the file manager to to manage files um, and I use um, tmux the terminal multiplexer for like multi multiple terminals like you can quickly switch between terminals so uh, there are also other right. terminal related tools there's like the whole I guess term like there's it's a big rabbit hole to get into like I I, I, right. like, I, I don't want to like drag people down <laughs> just like if you're like if you're really productive like stay productive but um if you if you're interested to try try this thing out like feel free to try it out <laughs> yeah no for sure like also if anyone's listening let us know what code editor everyone uses it's like a it's like an interesting thing what's what's the difference between Vim and Neo Vim oh yeah so Vim was by this guy called Bram. Um, and uh, I think what, what happened was that back then some, somebody made a, made a big pull request uh, adding a lot of functionalities and then Bram just like refused to merge that and then that person was like you know I, I don't want to like, <laughs> throw away my work so like, he just started a fork and now right. and now NeoVim is like starting to get a lot more popular and I really like NeoVim so definitely recommend it to, to get started wow. with NeoVim oh by mm, the way that sounds uh, so sick you, like yeah <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, I was just going to mention that, uh, like, another thing. That, just that, like, if you do want to, like, try it out, um, a great way to try out Vim, the Vim motion, the keyboard way, is to just to download the Vim um, the Vim plugin on the editor of choice, of your choice. Like, whatever, oh. like, VS Code or Android Studio. They, all, they, always, they also have, they all have, like, Vim emulation. So it will feel right. kind of like Vim. It will feel like, it will give you, like, 70% of functionalities of Vim pro- what Vim provides. I'm definitely know. gonna I'm definitely gonna try it out this week and then I'll we'll reconvene next week and I'll see I'll see how <laughs> how it went yeah, for like, me. But, like by, by by that time I'll I'll tell you that. Like remember when I said seventy five percent functionalities? Yeah, like those plugins actually only only give you like three percent of functionalities. Like okay. you have to take into yeah. the Vim world. <laughs> it's my way of like viewing. Yeah. That. Yeah, no, like just Vim and your <laughs> Neo Vim as well in general. I'm just gonna try it out it sounds just it just sounds so cool like you don't use a mouse and i can understand what you're saying like just the initial learning curve of the kind of different keys and what to press and then once you get that down you're going to be so efficient right like yeah that's so sick 
um another thing but was yeah. i um uh, i haven't told you this but i actually use another uh, keyboard layout um i don't use qwerty that was also like um i don't recommend people to switch but i'm just um gonna say this because i feel like it was kind of fun to share um i, I use yeah. this keyboard layout called colmac the idea was that okay the idea was that the, the keys that you press the most like you know like the vowels mm. like t yeah. like you know the most frequent letters they're all, all on they're all like in the in the middle middle row like in the in the asdf row so yeah. for example for example my f um, like the f key like it's actually t for me and, and uh and mm. d is actually uh s and s was r um yeah you know, something like that so so the idea was that like you don't move your fingers that much you want to be as lazy as possible and that's that's actually reason why i use them <laughs> That's interesting that you bring that up because you're right. I think I don't. I think I looked at the history of the QWERTY keyboard, and I don't think it was designed for like ergonomics. Like, mm-hmm. I think it came from the typewriter or something, and then it just kind of naturally evolved into our keyboard in the computer. But there's um, there's like different layouts, like you said, and I've also mm-hmm. seen different keyboards. Have you seen like physically the keyboard looks different? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's just like one of those like <laughs> circular, right? You know what oh, I mean? Oh yeah. Like, yeah, but you're talking about just on your normal keyboard, your uh-huh. keys are different. Like your F key is your T, and then it's like everything's just nicely close together. Yeah, just like the vowels and the um, the, the the letters that you press the most. There are other keyboard layouts that are more fam- that are like more famous, like Dvorak. I'm not sure if you heard of Dvorak. That's probably the no, most I haven't al- heard of it. famous alternative. Um, but yeah, See, this is why you're probably this is this is why you're you're more productive than me. Like. <laughs> I'm just I'm just like typing fingers at a time like <laughs> um, I, I I feel like uh, <laughs> I, I made a lot of typos with QWERTY so that that was that, that's what mm. made me switch yeah I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna check these out there's yeah no you're just dropping us so much good knowledge <laughs> you know no, I, I don't I don't want to like like waste people's time just by telling people oh, you want to you, you want to try this you want to try that yeah no, I think it's like a, it's ultimately a good thing, right? Because I know what you mean, like people get so familiar with the QWERTY keyboard that like you don't even think twice about it. But mm-hmm. once you get past that initial like learning curve, right? Like you just mm-hmm. learn something new. And then from that point on, you get really efficient. So Yeah, um, uh, but one thing to, to, is a warning though. Like um, the more yes. you get into these like custom toolings, um, mm. the more the more dependent you are. You know, on that, ah, like yeah. for example, like Vim, right? It's it's not. It, I, I it, it could be a standard, you know, if you just use vanilla Vim without any configuration. But mm. if you want to like have VS Code like functionalities, you, you you have to configure your Vim. Like that's another rabbit hole to get yeah, into. Like yeah. uh, also, you know, like now nowadays like VS Code is so common, uh, it's like kind of available on everybody's machine. Like if you want to like help out your colleague, or if you want your ho- colleagues colleagues help, you can just like look at your co- look at your code editor, right? But if you use Vim yeah. and your col- colleagues like like trying to program on it, <laughs> and especially when you're on a yeah. different keyboard layer, <laughs> like what what the hell is going on? <laughs> so so yeah, that's like, a good warning. <laughs> yeah, you you wanna like uh, you wanna know like if you actually wanna like you know have your all like your custom, uh, yeah, like ha- your your dev environment to be unique yeah. to you to yourself. I can imagine like if you uh, have like a team of programmers that it's like your own team and then you get them all to use Vim, right? And then you're just like, everyone's so productive. Like, um, 
yeah, yeah you know of... mm-hmm. no no go ahead go ahead oh sorry uh, uh there was like a quote um because a lot of people say like um a lot of people because I, I hear a lot of people say like oh like I, they, they will say oh i use vim to like edit like you know com- configuration files or whatever but when i need to work on like bigger projects um or um uh, when i when i need to work work on some like um some big project i i, I have to use like a real editor like uh vs code or, or like right, an IDE, yeah. right? Yeah, there yeah. was a quote. I forgot who said this quote. I, I thought it was really funny because I think the the quote was like from like a very famous person who who wrote like something like super big. So, I, I'm not sure if it's from Linus Torvalds, but uh, uh, but the quote was like the quote was this like Don't ever call your shitty little projects big projects. <laughs> right. And it, it was sort of like the other quotes. Um, like like how to tell if you need kubernetes like you don't need kubernetes <laughs> so, something like that right, right. <laughs> but, but oh, yeah man. Um, just thought that was thought that was funny yeah no that, that, that that's pretty funny you know for the like last few minutes that we have mm-hmm. uh, maybe we could talk about a current project that you're working on like david what are you working on right now that's you're using Flutter with. Mm-hmm. Uh, currently, I'm working on Rivals. It's um, it's like a social um social platform sort of app where you um where you, the the focus is that you do things with your friends. So if you want to do things, if you want to like create a habit or have something done, um, like for example, run every day, have a he- like a healthy habit, have a healthy um, diet. Um, it's very it's kind of hard to do it yourself. It's usually easier to bring like a friend in just to you know bring yeah. kind of accountability. So Rivals is an, is an app for 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 this. Um, you can like grab your friends, um, create a challenge, and like kind of go through the challenge together and and gamify this experience. I personally use this. I feel like it's that's cool. it's like it's like pretty fun. Like it kind of connects with your, it helps you connect with your friends. And uh, I use Flutter awesome. for this. I feel like Flutter has been like the perfect solution for this app because this app is sort of like in the in the in the range of like a like an app that Flutter is perfect for. You know, there's not much native functionality. It's just you know, yeah. it just like requests like server and clients talking to to each other and then display text in in a in a pretty way, and you know, just displaying content. That's awesome. Um... Is it ready for people to? Because we can link it below, and people can. Oh check yeah, it out. sure. Yeah. Like, is it ready um, for people it, to? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. We'll. We'll, link we'll definitely it. link it below. Yeah, and then uh, it's it's called rivals. You know, as in like rivals. Yeah. <laughs> You're rivaling. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's actually really cool. Um, and Thank I'm you. Just looking at, I was looking at the I was looking at the website earlier as well. Like. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm talking about. Like, this is what f- it's like makes Flutter so good. It would have taken you a long time otherwise, you know? Like, yeah. You just like, already uh, have I a guess. website up and people can download it, and, you know? Yeah. I couldn't even imagine, like, doing, like, this in native. You have to do both right. platforms. Um, that's kind of what happens, sort of, like, in, in bigger corporations. Like, currently, you know, um, currently, currently, just looking at, like, um, the colleagues um, in Adobe. Um, yeah, like we maintain apps um, for both, you know, 
platforms and you like people will have to like if they want to like create a feature um, they have to like you know they, they have to go they, they don't even go like like par- in parallel they have to like work on it on, on mm, one platform yeah and then work on you know the feature on, on the other platform and then try to like, right, yeah. have like quality engineering like go go through it's like a yeah. whole process yeah <laughs> and then it becomes like a lot of emphasis has to come on the coordination of it right like the management mm-hmm. between the the two teams mm-hmm. um wow that's cool um yeah. but yeah our hour went so quick um I, yeah, i'll, I'll we, just finish off <laughs> yeah we kinda, like, no i was gonna say mm-hmm. yeah we prepared a lot of topics but you know we can always just talk <laughs> about it next week um this is why this is why it's good you know like we can just uh we can just chat and we can just hang out and there's a but yeah there is a lot of topics that we will want to get to especially next week as well um mm-hmm. maybe some back-end stuff like we wanted to talk about aws amplify and also uh, how does that compare to firebase mm-hmm. um and also some local storage stuff we wanted to talk about like hive and yeah there's just a lot of stuff that we're going to talk about in the next coming weeks yeah um, like the the local storage um solutions uh i think Mitch, you, you mentioned like you, you really like like hive and, and that's oh, what i love uh, it yeah yeah, that's that, that's also what what I use for um for rivals, and it it just works. Right. It works really works really well. But there's also other solutions like object uh, object box, like the new the new Hive Izar. I don't even know how how to pronounce that, but right. that, apparently that's by the same developer. There's also oh. like other solutions like you know SQLite. Um, I think SQLite is pronounced SQLite. That's actually the proper way to pronounce it. Because I, I, oh, right. I, I, in my I mind, that, I always say SQLite. <laughs> yeah, I just say SQLite because, but but I heard this like this podcast on on the change log, and they they had the the creator of SQLite on there, and mm. he was talking about how SQL SQLite is pronounced. <laughs> but it, it kind of make, make, makes more sense to say SQLite. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have a lot of topics in mind, and we just um yeah yeah times fly by. We have to like save. Um, stuff for next week and the coming weeks but yeah also if anyone listening has any topics or any questions about anything that you want to you want us to talk about just put it in the comments below and Mm -hmm. we'll just have a little community going um but yeah Yeah. i'm i'm really enjoying this so i hope you are i hope everyone listening is as well Mm -hmm. yeah we all love flutter and we would like love to just to talk about this with you guys and like share you know share your experience in the comments and we'll look at that look at them and if you have any questions uh we we can like feature them in in the coming episodes yeah. awesome and one last thing we are just calling it flutter pod for now and mm-hmm. if anyone has a good recommendation for like a good oh yeah mm-hmm. catchy like and also short you know what i mean like a concise name mm-hmm. um then definitely let us know we just want to brainstorm these different ideas so uh, yeah, for now we'll just call it Flutterpod, and we'll do it as a weekly, weekly thing. And I'm really happy that I'm doing this with you because, as you said about your app, your rivals app, it's good to have that accountability, to have like a partner that you can kind of do this stuff with. Otherwise, you know, some weeks if one if I don't feel like doing it and I don't do it, then like, you know, you do like one podcast a month or something. Like, <laughs> I don't want that to happen. So it's good that we have each other. We can do this as a weekly thing. Yeah. Um, yeah so yeah we'll just we'll just wrap it up and leave it at that so guys thanks for watching and we'll catch you guys next week peace Peace. see ya bye